0: Boy, Tony Malazzo, you are live and on board, and my special guest today is singer, songwriter, musician, Katie Ferrara.
1: Thank you for
2: having me, Tony.
0: Good to see you. Yeah. You know I'm a fan. Yeah. I found you through your social media.
2: I know. That means I'm doing something right. You
0: are. You are. (laughs) You're doing great. I love your music. I love your originals.
2: Thank you. I
0: love all the covers you do. You really make your own, and I really like that. Yeah. Otherwise, why well, do a cover, right?
2: Yeah. But you gotta got to put your own twist on it.
0: Yeah, you do it well. You do yeah. a lot of great covers. Thanks. Let's start from the beginning. Okay. So, where were you born?
2: I was born in Los Angeles, so this is my hometown. Oh, my
0: God, a native. Yeah. Oh, that's rare. Yeah. That's very rare, a native. Great. Great. How'd you get into music?
2: Um, well, I have family that plays, so my mom, she had, like, guitars all over the house, and I just picked one up one day and started playing, and I didn't really start, like, getting into it a lot until I was, like, you know, 18, 19, I was, a, like, a freshman in college at the time. I I took one of her guitarists to college, her Yamaha. Which, it's funny, because I have another Yamaha now. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I don't know, I must, like, gravitate towards the Yamahas because I grew up with them. But, uh, yeah, I took her guitar to to college, and I was, like, learning covers um, from YouTube or, like, jamming with my friends on the grass in my free time. And um, ever since then, like, I, I just kept doing it, you know? It was something that I really enjoyed, was just playing music in my free time, and, I remember being at college. I went to Pitzer College, uh, by the way. Where's like, that? That's out in Claremont. Oh. It's uh, like off the 210 freeway. Mhm. And um, yeah, I remember there was there was somebody um, there, and he was saying um, to to some of the the freshmen, there he was saying, well, you'll know what you want to do in life um, when you're on summer vacation (laughs) or like when you're doing what you love in your free time. It's like, what do you like to do? Do you like to read? Do you like to play games? Do you like to play music? And it was so interesting because I'm like here at this, like, you know, four-year university paying all this money to like study. I studied psychology. I didn't even study music. Um, And what I actually wanted to do was something that wasn't even my major. It was like, Oh, it was music. And, and he was right in many ways because I feel like at least a lot of people from my generation, we went to college and didn't find jobs afterwards. Right. Yeah. Um, a lot of us, we live with our parents or we found social media and we use that to um, build our own uh, platform for our businesses um, or for art and music and, and creative things. So... Um, you know, kind of the, the the music career really took off for me after just following his advice and just I just kept playing. And okay, I wasn't that great. I I started late in life too. Like I started, you know, when I was like 18. I sung before that. I sung um, in choir when I was um, like 17. Actually, I don't mention this a lot to people, but like, okay, I sang at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs>
1: Really, that's a <laughs> yeah, big deal.
2: That's a big deal. Wow. Well, that was with my choir when I was um 17. I was I was in um, uh, what is it called um, uh, it was it was like a small group of people from my my high school mm-hmm. and, um, we had a chance. It was part of LAUSD. We had a chance to um, uh, opportunity to to sing on stage um for Stephen Sondheim's It was his 70th birthday. And so there were, like, all these celebrities on stage. There was, like, Barbara Streisand and Anne Hathaway and,
1: wow.
2: like, Stephen Sondheim was there. And, like, my choir and I got to sing on stage. And that was, like, one of the first big shows that I ever did. You know, I remember walking on stage and, like, seeing, like, you know, it was all black in the crowd and... Like, I couldn't see anything. I just saw, like, bright lights. And, and I was on stage with, like, all these people in front of, like, so many people.
0: Amazing and opportunity. I,
2: I know. Amazing opportunity. I never wow. would have thought, like, that, you know, I would continue doing that, you know? Um,
0: what kind of stuff were you singing in the choir? It was,
2: okay. it was musicals. So, like, um, it was, uh, what is it? A Porgy and Bess? Did he write Porgy and Bess? I can't mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we cool. sung music from Porgy and Bess. Um, we sung uh, Mozart's um, Requiem, we sung, just, like, tons of, like, great, you know, classical music, yeah. so I, I got my experience singing mostly from choir from my high school, yeah. and learning how to harmonize, and so I, I, I took that experience, I took the experience, um, in college, um, and just continued that, and, and after, um, after I graduated, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, by the way, so, like, you know there were no jobs <laughs> it sucked and i thought okay why don't i i got a plane ticket to london cuz my mom my mom's from the uk huh. and um i have dual nationality so i thought oh i'll i'll just live in london for a year and see what happens um and i did and like i again i was i was like searching for work um I worked three different jobs, and I got fired from all of them.
0: What kind of jobs were they?
2: So it's funny. The funny thing is, like, the first job I had was working at Starbucks, American company. Uh-huh. I got fired from that. <laughs> I guess also, like, going to college, like, you don't, I mean, y- you're there to learn, but you don't have much, like, like life skills, like, like, work experience, work, work experience, you know? And that was, like, the first job, real job I had. Um and then I worked in a fish and chip shop and I got fired from that and I was really glad that I did because I smelled like fish all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um and then I worked for uh the Royal National Institute of the Blind. They're a Ooh. charity and I was like raising money and helping um uh raise funds for blind people. So oh, and, interesting that you're you're telling me yeah. Uh, about your condition yeah, yeah, yeah. so like, I'm visually
0: challenged yeah visually
2: challenged so I was I was on the phone and I was talking to people and um just explaining you know some of the the hardships that people go through mm-hmm. um and I got fired you from got that I'm
0: afraid to ask you got fired from, <laughs> from that, I
1: fired that <laughs> Oh
2: my god well, I didn't get enough <laughs> donations in one day. The thing about these call centers is that you know, or like working in in any sort of um, like sales.
0: Yeah, it's like a boiler room, right? Yeah, it's, it's like a
2: it's a boiler you gotta room. Got to do numbers. Yeah, or it's you're all, out. Yeah, you're gone. I was under so much pressure. They're just like, we're so sorry, Katie. You didn't 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 <laughs> get the 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 amount that I was supposed to. I was like, screw you. This sucks. <laughs> I I was, like, they call it Job Seekers Allowance over there. Uh Um, So I was on that, and I just, I stayed on that, like, for the remainder of the time that I was in the country, and I just started playing music. I was, like, going to clubs. I was going to, like, uh, uh, Piccadilly Circus. I was going to the Spice of Life. They had a big open mic there, and I would go to the open mic all the time. Um, I was working with a producer at the the time who was my boyfriend. Uh And um, we... Uh, that was a. That's like another. That's like a whole other po- podcast. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, yeah. You might have to come back for that <laughs> I one. You might have
2: to come back <laughs> for this one. The French guy. Um, yeah, but he he really got me into music because I I remember like I got fired from all those jobs and again like I I had this idea like oh you go to college you get a job and you work and work and work and I never thought like well I could make money off of music I could I could actually do this as a career, and like he was one of the first people who like. He kind of introduced me to the world of like recording and I was in this this place on Denmark Street in London. It was um Wunjo Guitars. I don't I don't know if they're still there anymore. I was playing guitar and like I just met this French guy and like he was like I really want to just record your music and so we made an EP and that EP is still up on Spotify. It's like the very first thing I ever put out. It's called When Love's Not Around. Oh. I I put that up um I, I came back to LA like, you know, after a year of, of living in London, I recorded that music and I put it out and like nothing happened. I I was like so bummed out cuz like I don't know. I think every person who starts in music is like, "All right, I'm in the studio, I'm recording." And I I was going to some fancy studios too cuz cause, cause my my boyfriend at the time, the French guy, he he um he was like interning and so he got me into Bark Studios and um uh, State of the Art Studios, this, what was it, uh, I forgot the first one we were at, but he, he, like, we would go in late at night and record, and I thought it was so cool, I was like, oh, I'm in these, like, really fancy studios, and I feel like the same thing is true for, like, LA, um, people come here, and they're like, I'm gonna be a star, I'm gonna play on the Sunset Strip, I'm gonna play in Hollywood, and I had that mentality, I was like, yeah, I just put out this EP, and it literally was my first EP, like, my voice is totally different from from that first recording that i had put out Mm
1: -hmm.
2: that i thought it was the shit i was like yeah (laughs) this is the most amazing thing ever and it's just like crickets lots of crickets and like i was so bummed out like i i didn't like pick up my guitar like for a whole other year i waited till like 2012 2013 and i thought i thought i was gonna be like a full-time teacher because um, I had gotten my degree in psychology I yeah. thought oh maybe I want to like work for the school district so I was debating about that okay what do I want to do what do I want to do and then and then I said to, I was like 25 at the time and I thought no if I'm gonna do music I should just do music and I was um in Santa Monica one day and I saw some people busking and I thought like I could do that 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 looks that looks, like, fun. I could do that. And I remember being in London, I'd see people busking in the tube. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, I made this, like, resolution. It was, like, like a big moment in my life where I was, like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm 25. It was, like, my 2014 resolution. I was, like, I'm going to busk on the promenade. And so I, I I went out there. I got the permit. And my first time playing, I remember this, like... I made $100, and back then $100 was like a lot, now it's like yeah. worth nothing because gas is so expensive, yeah. but anyway, like, I made $100, like, playing for two hours, and I was like, this is awesome, like, it's way better than Starbucks, which I got fired from,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> way
2: better than the other two jobs I got fired from, it's way better than all my tutoring yeah. jobs, all You're my... like, I can do this. I can do this, and I was, you know, I was selling my CDs, out on the promenade uh, selling the, the ep that i had made and i thought this is the first time i've actually made money from my music and it was it was just like it re-energized me because i was so yeah. bummed out like i was playing in you know clubs on the sunset strip i was playing like in house of blues and you know like the really popular places where all the famous songwriters yeah. had played yeah. I, was, I was doing that and like you know you have to pay like $20 for parking, and then the drinks, and then, you know, ticket, ticketed shows. Yeah,
1: well, tough. Like,
2: yeah, I was like, how do artists make money? And then I literally set up on the promenade and made $100. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I kept doing
1: that. And
0: that's what it's about. It's yeah. about entertaining, not looking for the result. Or, yeah. And you know, everybody comes here with the rose-colored glasses, right, to yeah. like, LA and...
1: Yeah. We're going to do this,
0: we're going to do that But I think it's just one person at a time Two people, 50 people
1: Yeah. Just, and you're
0: still in therapy I mean this is therapy for others, right? So yeah. you're still in psychology You're just playing yeah. music and
1: Well that's the other thing therapy. Yeah, <laughs> well
2: I, I was trying to think like How am I going to use my, my psychology degree And I'm like, well music is pretty much therapy In many ways Because when you're songwriting at least You are taking an emotion And you're like taking it apart and 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 saying something in a in a way where like you can understand yourself but so other people can can understand and, and relate to it. It's, it's 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 a very um yeah, it's therapy. For it, sure. It's it's art therapy. For, b-
0: for both. Yeah. For you and them.
2: Yeah, for both people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean I almost feel guilty sometimes when I'm out there venting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: they think I'm entertaining. I'm venting thank you i feel better oh and there's money but you're living
2: your truth like i I think that's so important for people i i think especially young people like not to just do what their parents tell them or do what society tells society says go get nine to five job and be i mean you have to be practical definitely but you shouldn't take a job that you're not interested in just because you have to make money
1: yeah
2: and like I didn't come from a rich background or anything. I had very humble beginnings. Like, you know, I'll, I'll share this. Like, my dad had cancer. Like, all throughout my childhood, he died when I was like 17, and mm-hmm. so that was a big blow. And then, you know, he didn't make a lot of money, and my mom didn't make a lot of money, and you know, we 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 didn't have a lot to start with. And I think there's also the myth in music, like, oh, well, you have to have a lot of money to to start. You know, you have to uh, know people. You have to, and I was always told that by my mom. I mean, because she, her being a musician, like I think she was trying to discourage me at first. She yeah. was like, "Don't end up like me." <laughs> <laughs> and she would say things like, "Well, you have to know people." I'm like, "Okay, like all you need
0: is a street corner."
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go.
0: Is <laughs> a street corner. That's it.
2: Street corner. I mean, but it, who knew? It was like, but I was meeting people, like you said. I was oh. meeting people one by one
0: networking and you know? and
2: it really opened the door and like i'm not like i think people think that i'm a very like extroverted i'm not extroverted i'm very introverted And i was explaining this to like my boyfriend today i was like yeah i'm a really shy person and so like putting myself out there has always been um it's really difficult it's frightening for me but then i kind of crave it because i'm like oh well like it kind of breaks me out of my shell a little bit and then yeah. people think of me in a different way and I think that's that's why I still do it from time to time. Like I'll go out, I'll go to Burbank or I'll go to Santa Monica or um, a farmer's market, and I'll just set up because I'm like, you know, what? I feel like I just I need to just get out there. Yeah, it's something that I can always go back to.
0: And then you want more and more of it, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Power hungry. She's an entertainer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's about. The exchange, yeah. right?
1: It's the
2: exchange. Yeah. It's the energy exchange, and I think also like being on stage as a performer it what really makes the show is that energy from the audience and it doesn't matter if there's like one or two people in the audience or if it's like you know 200 people or you know a whole big stadium it's it's like you are you're exchanging something with people there's it's it's an energy energy thing
0: so how about collaboration have you been co-writing with anybody or
2: yeah, I, I've done tons of co writes. So, um, one of my songs on Spotify, it's called No Bad Days. Um, that was a co write between myself and a friend of mine called Patricia Bahia and Ted Wolfers. Um, they're both songwriters in LA. And we wrote that song in like 2017, and it, it, it got on Hallmark Channel, it got on a TV show. Um, and. Uh, what that was that called? That was called The Good Witch. Oh, okay. So, it was on season five of The Good Witch. Um, And then I I recently wrote a song with Warren Hewitt. He's a record producer in L.A. And um, I'm going to be putting that song out out next on Spotify, actually. Um, What's that called? It's called This City. And it's about, well, Los Angeles, about also getting in touch with nature. I feel like we're so trapped in the material world. And, like, for me, I got, like, really spiritual, like, over the pandemic. I was, like, into, like, tarot cards and, like, you know, doing yoga, and, like, all these, like, <laughs> hippie things, and I was like, I need to write a song about this. <laughs> so he, yeah, I came over one day, and, and, um, he showed me this guitar part, and, and I was, like, thinking, I, I remember what happened. No, I came back from Lake Elsinore. I was playing a gig out there, like, super far away, and I was really exhausted because I was driving all day, and I, it was the grinds, that's, that's what it was, because, you know, I I gig a lot. I'm I'm gigging like four or five days a week sometimes, like 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 a full time job. Great. And, um, it's yeah. It but it becomes a grind. And I was For like sure. really wanting to break away from that. Um, because I feel like okay, as much as I love music, like it's also my escape. And I'm oh. I think I was trying to find that that creative part of music again, because I had turned it into my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Sometimes you just got to get off the train.
2: Yeah, get off the at train. At a different stop. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: so I I think the lyrics to that song, um, which you'll hear when it comes out, but I, I think they were inspired just by that experience. Like, I was writing down, like, all my feelings, and he was, like, playing guitar, and then I went home, and then I, like, wrote out some lyrics, and he was like, oh, I like this. And then we, like, put it together, and, and, um... Yes, yeah, it's, it's so interesting too the way that songs come together because you can have an idea in your head, and then you think it's stupid. You're just like, oh, this is this could never be a real thing, and it could just be like a lyric or just like a melody, and you get it stuck sure. in your head. And I just I get really excited when like, you know, like okay, you finish the bare bones, like the guitar part or the lyrics, and then you and in, in inviting other musicians to play. Or like, or yeah, co-writing with like, or bringing a band in. Like we brought in, um, you know, some session players in the studio and like, we put strings and drums and bass. And I was like, w-, my head just exploded.
0: <laughs> Evolving like, quickly. <laughs> yeah. I was
2: like, wow. But I could hear that stuff in my head and, and it makes me so happy when like we record those ideas because it like legitimizes
1: Mm-hmm. All of those
2: ideas that you have, like they're not stupid, they're real.
0: Yeah, yeah. create process. Yeah.
2: yeah, I love Beautiful.
0: it. Yeah. Excellent. do you do you find that uh, any of the tragedy or breakups or or even your dad passing away, uh, is that in any of your music or your writing? Or?
2: I think, yeah, I I would say um, well with my dad, I think. If anything, I didn't really want to focus on that. You know, I, I think I wanted to focus more on being a... Overcoming, overcoming trauma and overcoming um, hardship. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think, like... Like, it's hard to write a really upbeat song. and So, like, I've always tried to focus on that. Um, I do have songs... I'm trying to think. Well, I, don't, I didn't play it tonight. I have another one I wrote with Warren, and I'm like... And I really like it, but it's, like, super dark. But I was... I I think when I write songs, I don't. I like to have, like, my own personal um, experience in there, but I also have many different influences, so it's not necessarily about that one experience or about me. So when I do write, like, it is a little general in some sense. um, But yes, yeah, that means to an end is the song that I'm thinking of, and that one.
0: I like the title.
2: Yeah. Well, again, because. I was thinking about, you know, the, the whole, the grind, um, but relationship wise, like sometimes we're in relationships and, you know, you get married and everything just becomes routine and do you like get in that relationship with that person because, um, because it's convenient? And a lot of people do, they get married out uh-huh. of convenience and then where they forget that the love that that was actually there or like you get lost in like all the fireworks in the beginning and you tell yourself like this person is the right person. So like when I was writing lyrics to that song, I was thinking of my own personal relationships, but I was also thinking of my parents too. And like I don't tell I'm not going to tell my 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 mom, like, oh, yeah, I was thinking about, like, you and Dad in this song. But yeah. but one of the lyrics was, like...
0: Yeah, you don't have to share how you get there. No.
2: But one of, the, one of the lyrics was, like, um, we're sitting at the, the... The TV fills the silence. And I remember as a kid, um like, that's what my parents would do. They would, like, put the TV on when they were, like, mad at each other.
1: Because <laughs> it, like,
2: made it less awkward. And I was, like, oh, this is good. So, like, I can... It wasn't necessarily about me the songs what i'm saying but i kind of thought of that instance of like i was thinking of like a couple in the song that they were they're basically with each other as a means to an end and like i was trying to think of some visuals and i was like oh okay but lots of couples do that too that's why it's relatable as well you put on the tv because it makes it over the radio (laughs) it could be the radio in the car yeah, so I, I think in terms of finding visuals for lyrics and songs, I, I it's it's important to take from your personal experience because I, I feel like when when you say things like that, I mean other people probably feel that as well. They they've probably gone through similar things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So while we're there on the process we're talking about, yeah, I'd I'd like to ask, uh, is it different each time how you create a song? Do you first sometimes write? the lyrics and get the melody line and then find the chords on your guitar or sometimes are you picking chord patterns and then writing lyrics to it? What's,
2: um, well, any I, rules I generally, I get a lot of melodies that come to me and I'll, I'll either be like playing on an instrument, I'll be playing guitar or playing piano or maybe I'm tapping or maybe I've just listened to a song and then I've let it sit and then something has come to me or I'll be driving. Um, sometimes I get lyrics that come to me or, like, definitely topics, um, things that I want to talk about, um, like, general, like, themes, Uh and then I'll start just journaling around that and then picking out things that I want to say. But, yeah, every time's different. And it also depends on, like, if if I'm writing solo or if I'm writing with another person, I think it's really important, like, especially with co-writing, to figure out what are your strengths and what do you both bringing to the table, because that's going to change the way that you write with each other. Like, if one person doesn't really write lyrics and the other one does, then, like, you're probably going to come up with lyrics first. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, it really, really just depends. But that's why I think that co-writing is is really important, because it challenges you to use different parts of your brain, instead of just, like, well, this is my way. This is the only way that I can write.
1: Right. Yeah. That's a lot.
2: (laughs) I get excited in interviews. I'm like, oh, wait, I like it. Someone's asking me questions? I wow. I like
0: it. I love your energy. You have fantastic energy.
2: Thank you.
0: I love your music. Thank you. Very talented lady. Uh, let's go left. I'm I'm a boating guy. I'm a mariner. And this whole show is based on the water. That's so right? cool. So how did you feel, first of all, about coming out to a boat to do this podcast?
2: <laughs> I've never done a podcast on a boat. I was a little like weirded out. I was like, well, "Who's this guy? This has like some boat." So I'm like, "What I'm my boat." I'm
0: <laughs> over to the boat. Yeah,
1: I
2: was like, "Who is this guy?" And then I thought, "Well, this is really cool because I've never been to a studio on a boat.
0: Yeah.
2: It's a really fun experience." And and that you must like travel all the time. You must like, where do you go? By boat. Yeah.
0: If by boat, usually just up and down the coastline.
1: That's cool. Uh
0: maybe even a little bit less now that fuels so expensive. <laughs> you
1: <know? laughs> yeah. You know,
0: originally I'd planned to leave the boat in Cabo for a while and go back and forth and uh that didn't happen. Um, but I mean, we've had a lot of interviews, a lot of fun on this boat, a lot of songs have been written on this boat. Uh, films have been shot off the boat. Wow. Uh, music videos, so. Uh,
2: so cool. You know,
0: all kinds. The podcast, of course.
2: What music videos have been shot here? Like, um, can we look the at Sposato
0: what? Brothers, they were on, uh, uh American Idol.
2: Wow. Yeah,
0: they came out and shot something.
2: And they just you know asked, they are like, can we use your boat? Yeah, and, wow. uh, also
0: Judd Hirsch, we did a a uh, movie off the boat. Wow. So that was great.
2: That's amazing. But
0: now, this is like monumental. Katie Ferrara <laughs> sang all a bunch of tunes on the boat and did a podcast interview with me. And yeah. I'm honored. I'm honored. Thank I'm you glad for having you're here me here. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, boating. What have you done boating? Any boating? Any kayaking? Any swimming? I mean, water sports. Water well, I, sports. I've done
2: Actually, we're in Marina del Rey. I've done, the, you can get a boat out in the marina. You can get a little yeah. kayak out here.
0: Yeah, you can anything.
2: Yeah, I used to do a farmer's market gig around here. And I always, oh, like, right. I would see people boating. I was like, I should just do that afterwards. So I, I like, yeah, I got one to myself and spent the day. And I I, I told you I went to Lake Kachuma up, Um, it's kind of near Santa Barbara. I just spent oh, the day. Oh, that's
0: great. It's beautiful up there. Yeah. Yeah. Lake Kachuma. Lake Kachuma. Oh, I didn't you can go even fishing. know about that lake. Oh, great. Do you ever
2: go fishing on your boat?
0: I'm not a fishing guy. Oh, okay. no, I'd rather go buy the fish. <laughs> Preferably cooked already.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but with no eyeballs and heads.
0: Yeah, I don't like the part about sitting around waiting for something to happen. You know. <laughs> I'd like to go catching. Catching yeah. is more fun, right? With but your that, hands? They call it fishing. No, I like the part where the fish is already on the hook and uh-uh. you're reeling it in. That's the fun part. That's about it, though. I don't like baiting the hook. I don't like cleaning the fish. It's not my thing. I'm truly a sailor. I love sailing. Yeah. Have you ever sailed?
2: I've never sailed. Oh,
0: I'm going to have to get you out sailing. Yeah. A whole different thing.
1: Yeah. This
0: power boating is a little too easy. You just turn the key and you go. <laughs> Eventually, you get where you're going. I'd like to ask you about pets. Do you have a pet?
2: I used to have a, a cat, um, but, yeah, I don't have any pets right
0: now. No pets. No. Really? My,
2: my landlord doesn't allow, animals. Yeah. I love cats. They're my favorite animal. And when I do get a place that allows pets, I will probably get a cat.
0: Kind of yeah. hard, though, being a working musician and having pets. I know. Well if, you have, right? well, if
2: you have a partner, you know, your partner yeah. can...
0: You hope to come home and your pet's still alive. Oh, yeah. Depending on your partner.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he
2: has a dog. He's a dog guy.
0: Oh, yeah? Um,
1: yeah.
0: Well, he's okay. He's been keeping himself alive, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: you would hope he can... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And how's that going? What? This relationship?
2: Oh, it's Is going... he very
0: supportive of your music?
2: Yeah. He's, he's He's good. Um... Hey, we've been together almost a year now, and it's it's funny because I, I tell a lot of, well, my girlfriends about the music industry because I've dated my share of musicians, and let me tell you,
1: uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. I hate it. I hate, like, male musicians. I'm sorry if you guys play music, yeah. but, yeah.
1: like, <laughs> uh-huh.
2: yep. I think, yeah, some of my, when you ask me, like, what would you write about? Because <laughs> of I mean, your relationships, I have... Well, Lost in Your Ocean Eyes, That that's off of Break Free, that's off my, my full-length album. That was about this guy. Let me tell you about this guy. Male musician. He, like, he, oh my god, I, I was in love with him, but, like, infatuated with him. Not, like, in love with him, love with him, but, I don't know, I still have such a strong connection to this guy. I wrote that song for him because I was so, like, in love with him. <laughs>
0: Obsessed maybe. Yeah, yep. I was a little obsessed. Was obsessed.
2: Yeah, but he just I mean, he just wanted a bone and that's like a lot of the men in this industry. I'm sorry to say that. I mean that's maybe I could be wrong. Uh-huh. But I think that a lot of men they they see the female songwriters, they see them as a challenge. They're just like and then they get like aroused by that and they're like, I need to conquer this woman and we're just seen as like this object to be conquered. And I'm like And I'm, maybe she'll
0: write songs about me. After
2: yeah. And probably you did. Like, no. Yeah, and I did this he goes probably just like on fire right now. He's like, Yes
1: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
2: But he had beautiful blue eyes and I always tell the story when I like sing the song. I was like when I get lost I have beautiful blue eyes whatever. Um, yeah, it was just it was such an intense connection. But I just I felt like a lot of guys that I had dated before my current boyfriend, it was so superficial. It was so like You know, I couldn't tell that these people were just trying to network with me or trying to get something. I was very immature. Like, they were immature. And this has been the first relationship where I'm like, you are a partner. You are somebody who supports me and I support you. And, like, we have our own separate lives. Like, there's no, like, um, codependency or, like, neediness. Like it's And that's, like, what a real
1: relationship should be.
0: But it's still under a year, right?
1: It's still under yeah, here. Yeah,
0: so honeymoon's not over yet. <laughs> <Are> you <laughs> You're just starting to figure things out and see each other. For <laughs>
2: but I'm not what in any rush, is, you know. Yeah. I, I and 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 I I want to relate this to my my last single, like "Loving Simple." Like I wrote that song mostly because of all these experiences with these guys,
1: right?
2: Like just superficial, like guys that, that wanted to change me or. They, they they wanted me to compromise my life. I don't need to compromise my life for a dude. Yeah, You've
0: like, gotta be yourself.
2: I have to be myself.
0: Love yourself. You
2: gotta yeah. love yourself. Um, you know, and and I think loving somebody is seeing the world through their eyes. It's having that understanding. Like you are each having your own individual experiences, but you're sharing those experiences yeah. with each other rather than you know. Um. I need
0: this person to survive. And you're an artist. You need that breathing room.
2: You need the breathing room. I, yeah, I'm, the, breathing I'm room. the person that needs that space. I've always said, like, I'm, an, I'm independent. I'm I independent woman. I, I don't need a man or whatever. And, like, and I think that mentality is good, but I think most women, like, well, we, we, want, we want to date, like, heterosexual women. We want to date men. But, like, we're told, like, be independent. You don't need a man. And it's like, yeah, but we need to, we want to fall in love. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily mean like, okay, push like all these guys because I feel like guys also like, well, they want love too, and there's a balance definitely. Yeah. Um.
0: They also want to suffocate
1: you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, this song, this song I, I think it was a lot inspired because I've been in relationships in the past where yeah, I felt suffocated by these guys, yeah. and I just I just think they were the wrong guy. For me. Yeah. The right right person the right person is someone who, who supports you and, and and doesn't try to change you. They let you be who you are.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I'm gonna check back with you in a year. <laughs> <laughs> How did
1: that go? <laughs> yeah. I put a lot of pressure on him. He's like, oh
0: shit. <laughs> yeah, make sure he listens to this too. <laughs> yeah, no. listen
2: to this podcast. Yeah, you support me, right? You listen to that podcast? <laughs>
0: <Good>. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, we didn't throw him under the bus. That's the good news. <laughs> <laughs> Not, yet. <laughs> Not yet. There's still time. This podcast isn't over yet. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. <laughs> what else did you want to talk about? Anything you want to share with us?
1: Um.
0: Before I pry even further. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's a good question. What do I want to share? Um. I mean. I'm playing all the time. I, oh, I have a, a concert coming up in August. I don't know if anyone's in California. I don't know where your, your listeners are based. Around
0: the world. All
2: around Globally. the world. Globally. Okay. But they might
0: want to come in, grab a hotel room. And yeah. Spend the weekend and see your show.
2: Well, okay. So, in August, I'm playing for the OC Park Summer Music Festival Series. Um, this is August 4th. I'm opening for Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. They're Ooh. very big... Popular band, and it's kind of a big deal for me because this will be my first time opening for you know a really well known band. So I'll I'll be doing uh, an opening set at 6 p.m. on August 4th.
0: Is that solo?
2: Uh, I'm playing as oh, a duo. Oh, I'm, a duo? Yeah, so I'll either have bass or electric guitar or piano. I, I'm still figuring out the arrangement, what I want to do, but it'll be a duo gig and it'll be you know by some of the originals that i played tonight and and some covers just you know fun family music and it's yeah all outdoors and an amphitheater it's free so you should definitely come because it's it's free to the public and um yeah it's part of the oc summer park series so check out their website they've got a uh Instagram and a Facebook, and it's also on uh, Bands in Town. That's where I list all of my gigs over the summer.
0: Great, yeah. Why don't you give everybody all your information, best you can, all your social media, yeah. Instagram.
2: Yeah. Well, you can find me on my website at katieferrara.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Katie Ferrara Music. I'm also on TikTok at Katie Ferrara Official. I'm on YouTube at Katie Twitter. I'm everywhere.
0: So, are you going to play some songs for us? Yeah?
2: No. <laughs> I'm going to leave and never come back.
0: Uh oh. No. You have, you have to come back. We're checking in with you next year. No, I'll, 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 yeah, <laughs> or maybe a month from now. Who knows? It depends what happens. <laughs> Pressure's on. <laughs> of course,
2: I'll play some songs.
0: Great. Yeah. We're going to have some music right now. This is Katie Ferrara.
2: This first song I'm going to play, this is called Love Ain't Simple. This is my new single, which is out on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, um, Amazon, everywhere you can find music. I hope you like it.
1: I'm on the road, let's travel If they don't be right Red rocks, rivers, blue sky. this <laughs> way. Has been buried too long in No one.
0: Anything that you want to share for any anybody out there that's also either trying to do what you're doing or trying to do whatever they're passionate about or inspires them. Any words of advice?
2: Just don't give up. I mean, that's a simple advice. It's it, it's it's easy to say it, but don't don't get discouraged because I I think when you're doing something that you you love, you're you're going after your passion. It takes time, and because relationships take time to make. And it's not going to happen overnight, and you're going to fail a lot. And you have to learn from your failures. And and even if you decide, okay, hey, this isn't for me, you know, at least you, like, went for it. Because, you know, you don't want to be, like, really old, and then you're like, oh, I didn't get to experience this with my life or that with my life. I, I, I think just... Try and find the joy in the process. Um, Because it's so easy to get jaded. It's so easy to fall into that trap. And we just have to remember to, like, just slow down. Enjoy the moment that you're in because... We don't know when this could go away. I mean, with the pandemic and everything that had happened, I, I, I think a lot of people experienced that. I definitely did. I thought, oh, yeah. I can't do music. I, I lost all my gigs, everything. And, and yep. then... Same here. Yeah. The
0: show went away. Yeah. The podcast.
2: No more podcasts. We're back. Now we're back. With you. Yeah. So just enjoy every moment.
0: I like that. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here with me. I really enjoyed this.
1: Yeah, thank you, Tony. I'm
0: sure everybody else is going to enjoy it.
1: Yeah.
0: And make sure you check out Katie Ferrara, uh, all her social media, her new music that's coming out, where she's playing. Follow her just as I did. She is very talented. Love what you're doing. Keep it up.
2: Thank you. I want to say thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to this podcast. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. Katie Ferrara.